ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the 40th episode of the 40K segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. I had to go with that because it was just so fitting. I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Michael Schwartz. Good evening, everyone. And Mr. Ben Neal. Hello. So, folks, uh, Ben suggested that we just play a laugh track over the first 20 minutes of the show for all you Iron Hands players out there. As much as I would love to do that, it is kind of boring content, so I'm just going to let him laugh for like five seconds at your expense because you deserve what you just got. Ben, go ahead. <laughs> all right. That's Perfect. enough. All right. Uh, but yeah, you really all did deserve what you get. You bandwagon jumping, un- uh, uninteresting net listing scumbags. I take all offense of that who, statement, Vince. I don't care. Um, <laughs> all of you who were going to play blue iron hands or white iron hands or any other color iron hands. Uh, just waiting for the next best Space Marine chapter at week by week basis. Yeah, now, whatever. The Iron Hands players who have been going for years, nothing but respect to you. All, yes. All you are the exception. You. you are the exception. <laughs> unless unless you're the Iron Hands player who only started back when they got <clears throat> when they got their first update and the two plus plus invul. And two plus plus feel no pain. In which case, you can go fuck yourselves too. Oh, I played that all the time, right? and I, resp- <laughs> I stand by that statement. Uh, yeah, seriously, what is wrong with you, Vince? What's with all the hate? Multi generational hate right now. It's not multi generational. I just have a long memory. <laughs> We're triggering the seven bad flashbacks. Uh, no, because I just insta killed you. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's not have a discussion about 5th edition, shall we? Let's move uh, on with... Well, we, are, right, you know, we, we did have our fun at the... And I got to have my little rant, which is always fun. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the news of the week, which is besides the Iron Hands FAQ and Iron Father Iron getting nerfed into oblivion, um, the Imperial Fist supplement has now been released and we have the full context of all stats and units into it. Every chapter does have their own unique take on the ta- on the doctrines. The Imperial Fists uh, applies in the devast- when the Devastator doctrine is active, when resolving an attack made by made with a heavy weapon by a model with this ability against a vehicle or building, add one to the damage characteristic of that attack. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at the thought of shooting a building in 40k. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the thought of anyone taking a building in 40k. Is what I, I know, right? I know. Uh- all the Iron Hands players are going to bring a Sky Shield now to put their repulsors on top of. They were going to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just picturing Imperial Fist players trying to tell ITC uh, uh, judges being like, I can totally shoot that ITC box, can't I? It's a building. Please, let me shoot it. Can we you call know, this stats they... for the magic boxes? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, are we going to force ITC to stat magic boxes? <laughs> But let's, uh, the biggest, as always, we do want to, you know, jump to one of the most important parts of any codex, uh, which is the stratagems. Now, we have covered some of these only in rumor form. So uh, here we have them officially. Number one, Bitter Enemy. Uh, For one CP in the fight phase, reroll any hits and wounds against Iron Warriors. Um, Crap. (laughs) As as with all things that apply against only one faction, it is in fact crap. Uh, close range, close range bolter fire for two CP bolt weapons, change their type to pistol. If centurions weren't allowed to charge after using hurricane bolters, this would be great. Otherwise not so much. Um, and nobody's ever going to be trying to charge with intercessors. I don't think. No, I'd imagine not, especially not for two CP. 
Yeah, it'd be a really quick way to throw away two CP in a five-man squad. If, um, if this was one CP, I think you would see more use for it. If you up, just don't want to fall back with your stalker bolters or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. If it was one CP, it'd be more useful. Uh, next up would be bolster defenses. Once per battle at the start of the movement phase, one Imperial Fists infantry unit entirely or within on or within a terrain feature can add plus one to their armor save for as long as they remain stationary, solid. I mean... I guess you could stick it on Centurions, which is what they suggest. Ben, you are the master of the uh, fat boys. What I mean, was this something you would do if you were staring down a big plasma or last cannon alpha strike? Well, mine like to move is the problem. <laughs> well, true, but I mean, this is just in case you didn't get the in case you don't get the jump, right? Uh, I mean, on devastated Centurions with Bolters, this is amazing. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. Just, just, mm-hmm. just sticking on Devastator Centurion to be like, I mean, I have a laugh. zero up. Come at me, bro. Uh, well, I could I also mean, see it on a ten-man unit of Stalker Bolter Intercessors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid. Next up, only Bolter one CP. Great. Yeah. Next up is Bolter Drill at two CP. When a unit shoots a bolt weapon, an unmodified six to hit scores an additional hit, uh, which does stack with the Imperial Fist Chapter tactic. Turning any six to hit into three hits. Super good. That's that's nasty. Oh uh, my god, so much bolters. That's that's <laughs> in I'm not sure if that's enough DACA or if it's just a lot of DACA. You can never uh, have enough DACA Vince, so that answers your question. This that is, is correct. True. Um the most useless stratagem in the history of anything anywhere. Sappers in either the shooting or fight phase. Give a unit plus one to hit and wound a building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'll stop laughing. Yeah. Kill all the sky shields. Next up, pain is a lesson. <laughs> for one CP, give a unit that is not a vehicle or servitor. A six plus plus, feel no pain for a single phase. I Pretty mean, good. it helps, but it's a six plus plus. Uh, I mean, I, it's been useful for Iron Hands. Yeah, I mean, if someone's shooting two damage guns at your centurions and now it will probably take three to go through instead mm-hmm. of two to kill a guy. Yeah. That's fair. This is why I only like using guns to do multiple damage. Tank hunters, two CP in the shooting or fight phase, giving one Imperial fist unit plus one to wound against the selected enemy vehicle unit. Pick your favorite knight and remove it. Uh, I mean, very, that, very good. that's very good. That's solid. Yep. Champion of Blades, give an Imperial Fist Relic to a successor chapter character, including a Crimson Fist character. Um, Pretty basic. All the other supplements have that. They do? Okay. Uh, Yeah, just give... Because normally you can't take the uh, special relics on successors, but you're allowed to take one if you use this stratagem. Got it. I I like how it's Uh, called Champion of Blades, referencing to the Feast of Blades in the fluff. It's cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting that you would give an Imperial Fist captain, uh, Imperial Fist character, anything or any of those, any of their successors, like a close combat weapon, when that's not really what the Imperial Fists do. It's a character, but sure, whatever. <laughs> I, still, I mean, has anybody in the Imperial Fist really been known for combat besides like Lysander? I don't know. I think Sigismund was pretty good at it. I was okay. The original Imperial Fist. Fine. Yeah, I was gonna say that they they sound pretty freaking mean. To, 
if we're going back to the horse heresy, I don't need then this whole conversation is pointless because there is no consistency. I mean, don't you um, just Torchonkadon with his five damage power fist too? <laughs> Torchonkadon. <Yeah. laughs> and, and Sergeant Cortez is pretty much unkillable in close combat per the fluff. So you know, <laughs> he, he's pretty yeah, crazy. Okay. He had um, <laughs> gift of the phalanx for one CP. Give a sergeant a master crafted weapon, digital weapon, uh, a fist of terror, or gatebreaker bolts. Uh, hilarious if you master craft the hurricane bolter on a centurion sergeant to make it two damage. I want to go find out what the hell a gatebreaker bolt is. Here we go. Uh, shooting a bolt weapon, make one hit roll that causes D3 wound rolls. D3 wounds or wound rolls? Wound rolls. So you pretty much get so you get extra. Three, you get three chances to wound hits. with a bolt weapon. Yeah, it's pretty much just extra hits. Then I don't know why they worded it like that. Uh, so you only have to make one hit roll. <laughs> uh, Sentinels of Terra gives an, an additional Imperial Fist Warlord trait to your non-named character Warlord, which is pretty good. Uh, more Warlord traits is always better. Yep. Um, it does also allow you to give Imperial Fist traits to successor chapters. Uh, the Shield Unwavering for 2 CP. At the end of your turn, get plus 1 attack and plus 1 to save on an Imperial Fist unit within 3 inches of an objective. This goes on Centurions. I rest my case. Amen. So um, you can combine this with Bolster Defenses and Centurions sitting on terrain. To get plus three to your save and yeah, have a yeah, yeah. negative one plus armor save? Uh, technically, yeah, yeah, you'd have a negative one. <laughs> you'd have a uh, negative one up. That's actually into the realm of things that were possible in old Warhammer Fantasy, where I think the record was negative was a negative four. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> negative four up meant that if you got hit by strength 10, you still had a six up and it was funny. Let's see. Um, clearance protocols, uh, one CP up to 10 models can throw a grenade instead of one, which I, I love mean, it. Okay. You want to throw a whole <laughs> lot of grenades at like crack grenades at like a light vehicle, um, or at a creature maybe, or a character. I always love these stratagems. I, I have to admit, I have used this on my on stormtroopers before, and ten frag grenades into a big unit of like you know, or, or into any T three unit that's charging me is pretty yeah, hilarious. I, I've yeah. done a lot of damage to like a Hormagant unit, um, just because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, here is a truck ton of grenades. Enjoy. Or uh, or a lot of swarms. Mm -hmm. Really don't mm -hmm. like that. Praetorian's wrath. 2 CP, once per battle, while in the Devastator Doctrine, unmodified sixes to wound with heavy and grenade weapons get plus one additional AP across the whole army, which I'm pretty sure means that they're all at a minus, at an additional minus one AP and an additional wound, which is just... It's gross. an additional minus two. Yeah, so your heavy bolters can be AP minus yeah. three, two damage on the wound rolls of yeah, six. Yeah, that's a little nasty. Or <laughs> like a last cannon is a minus five, which is hilarious. I was I was gonna go with last game. <laughs> like I ignore all armor except invul saves. <laughs> or if you wanted to think about it this way, if you took missile launchers, oh my god, you'd have frag missiles at a minus two to at a minus two <laughs> rank. Uh, 
I'm just saying. Wow, that's that's really putting the fragmentation in frag <laughs> frag missiles. Well, I I mean, think about it. AP six is garbage. AP four. Yeah, I know. Not. I get it. I mean, it's gonna minus two is basically gonna shred through every all the infantry. Uh, you will you will shrek most yeah. infantry. Um, then there are two unique Crimson Fist stratagems. Crimson Fist being arguably the most famous successor of the Imperial Fists. Just kidding. We all know that that's the Black Death. Don't insult those Latinos. Um, slay the tyrant. Slay the tyrant for one CP in either the shooting or fight phase. Add one to hit against a character unit. Solid. You know, usable. Yeah. A hated foe. Reroll wounds against an orc unit with one Crimson Fists in either the shooting or fight phase. Unfortunately, as with all single chapter stratagems, it's bad. I'm, Unless you fight orcs. That's yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you just <laughs> uh, happen to stumble onto orcs at one time, you're like, yes, daka, 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 daka. <laughs> at least they're good in the current meta. Or orcs. Yeah, so if, I mean, if you wanted to run an all Imperial Fist list, you would have that ability to play really well against everyone and then just be unbeatable against orcs. So that's not a terrible idea. Um, moving on to the uh, unique chapter relics. There's four of them for the Imperial Fists. The Spartian, which upgrades, I think that's probably just the Spartan, uh, upgrading an Imperial Fist bolt pistol or heavy bolt pistol to 18 inch range, two, st- two shot strength, four minus three AP damage, two. Mm. It's just a really good pistol, and in lieu of anything else, it would be cool, but. You never take a weapon when you... You almost never take a weapon when there's board-wide things that can... I mean, it's like an 18-inch range pistol. It's like... It's cute and all, but for the love of God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Narrative play. (laughs) Yeah. Or some kind of, like, weird character fight. Uh, Imperial Fist Ancient... uh, The Banner of Staganda. Imperial Fist Ancient only. Add one to hit rolls in the fight phase for units within six inches. If you could find a way to move a ancient as fast as you could move centurions, it would be cool. Well, you can uh, put an ancient on a bike uh, from the index. So for as long as that lasts, yeah. Yeah, until December, probably. Yep. Um, the Eye of Hypnoth. Turn one of your characters into a lieutenant for shooting only. Okay. That's really good, actually. I guess this turns a sergeant yeah. into giving everyone the reroll ones to yeah. wound. And it saves you 60 points on a lieutenant. Yeah. It, it's That's super true. clutch. That's actually really good. Uh, last up is the Bones of Osrak for an Imperial Fist Librarian. While attempting to manifest a power from Geokinesis, they can reroll the Psychic Tests. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, if uh, there's a okay. good Psychic Power, then maybe. And you can re- you can roll out of... Uh, you can re-roll out of... Um, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Out of Perils. Yep. Because it doesn't say re-roll a fail, it just says re-roll the psychic test. Um, there's two relics for the Crimson Fist. Duty's Burden, which is just a really good stalker bolter. And the Fist of Vengeance, which is a power fist upgrade. It removes the, the minus one to hit penalty and re- increases the damage from D3 to 3 Jesus flat. Christ, that's freaking good, man. Yep. Yeah, cheap too, because it's only nine points instead of paying for a thunder hammer. Yeah, no, that's like so worth it. You stick down to the slam captain and just like ha 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 ha. Sorry, I'm just I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, that. <laughs> just like just. <laughs> I know, right? And, it's, and, you, and you know it's going to be painted bright red too, so it's just like the blood is barely visible on the fist. <laughs> 
Uh, next up are the Imperial Fist Warlord traits. Number one, Siege Master. Add one to wound rolls against building and vehicle units. Um, this is the one that comes automatically on Torchadadon or Torchonkadon, depending on who you ask. Um, Indomitable. This Warlord can only be unit on a 4+. plus. So he has always transhuman yeah, physiology. Really clutch. Yep. Um, and this can be combined using Sentinel of Terra, uh, which is the stratagem that lets a non-Warlord character take an additional Warlord trait. Um, the next one is Fleet Master. Once per battle, roll a roll a d6. To, okay, this doesn't have a limitation on it. Um, I'm going to assume this is board-wide. Uh, once per battle, roll a d6 for each enemy unit. On the, No, they're just this isn't complete, so I'm going to leave it. Um, stubborn heroism. The warlord halves incoming damage, but cannot fall back. Also, very good. That's you combine really, that with really, good. really good. The uh, the earlier one make a very can very you combine tough that? Well, you there, can bring you two warlord traits you on your warlord. Wait, what? It actually it, it actually is listed above it that you can combine it with uh, indomitable. So yes. Oh my god! What? Because there was the uh, stratagem and all the supplements to bring a second warlord trait oh, on your fuck. warlord. Yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, I'm just mind blown. Wow, your warlord is going to be borderline <laughs> unkillable. Chonk. Uh, a gallant will do like two damage to him in melee. <laughs> it's like full Tony Montana, like, your bullets do nothing to me. <laughs> Next up is Architect of War. Um... Looks like it allows friendly units within six inches of the Warlord to ignore AP of minus one while in cover. Just more reason to take Centurions, really. Um, and then the last one is the Hand of Dorne. If your army is battleforged, which it will be, gain D3 command points before Clutch. the event. Pretty yeah, much an auto awesome. take. If, oh, yeah. You think so? Like, uh, I mean, you always over, would over just... Stubborn? If you don't have anything else, you hero in a chapter and give some random character this. And then, at worst, you're breaking even. But most likely, you're getting extra yeah, CP no, for free. Good. It's pretty good. Yep. Spend one to gain D3 if you don't have any other use for a hero of the chapter. That is true. Uh, moving on down to the new psychic powers in the Geokinesis Discipline. First one, Tectonic Purge, Warp Charge 6. Enemy, any enemy units that begin their charge within 12 inches of the Psyker must uh, subtract two from the results. Hmm. And it does stack with the Repulsor's aura. Wow, so that actually like can be like up, a, up to a minus four debuff to your charge. That's pretty freaking good. Yep. Yeah, and a decent aura too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Rack and Ruin, also Warp Charge 6. Target a building or enemy unit wholly on or within a, a terrain feature within 18 inches and visible to the Psyker. Roll 9d6, adding plus 1 if the target unit is a building, dealing 1 mortal wound on a 5+. plus. Hmm. Not bad. It's not bad. Kind of situational. Mm. It's like an end-of-game unit finisher. Yeah. Maybe something yeah, it's like an that. average of 3 mortal wounds but they have mm -hmm. to be wholly on a terrain piece to use it. So if you can see a, a, a character 
I'd say that's sitting on terrain. Yeah, it's or like bad. just like two or three scouts hunkering down on something, or just like those last remaining models, just like yeah. hold the objective, just like all right, here are six nine dice. I hope I get a couple fives. Yep. Uh, next up is the Iron Inferno, also War Chart six. Select a point on the battlefield within eighteen inches, invisible to the psyker. Roll one d six for each enemy each enemy unit within uh, six inches of that point. Deal one mortal wound to each on a four plus. Mm. Eh, not very yeah. good. <laughs> one mortal wound is usually not yeah. worth taking. I'd rather take wreck and ruin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Fortify. Re uh, restore D3 lost wounds to one Imperial Fist Ooh. Infantry or Biker model within 12 inches. That's the one I would take. Thank you very much. And uh, it's only a Warp Charge so 4 nice. as well. And it's Warp Charge 4. So you take this with Stubborn uh, with uh, stubborn Heroism and you just refuse to die. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother shooting at your Warlord. I'd be like, all right, you got that combo. Great. I'm shooting everything else. Yeah. yeah, and you can have an apothecary next to your <laughs> warlord too, so he can heal two d three wounds per turn, half damage. Can't be wounded on a. Uh, oh my god! Than a four. Man, just put him in front. He'll just tank everything else. He's your screen no, now. You take a chat. You take Tor chatted on and a chapter master and one apothecary. <laughs> and you just put him up front, in front of your entire army, and just go. Go ahead, shoot me. Yeah, so it, it'd be on like a Gravis oh. captain, I think, for the T five and uh, yeah, seven that'd be wounds. awesome. Or you put it on, or you put it on Lysander. Yeah, or a bike captain yeah. with a storm shield. Yeah, that that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have to, dude. You have to have the storm shield. I mean, what's the point otherwise? <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's that's that can create a very hard to shift warlord. Here's yeah. another interesting uh, aspect of stone on a warp charge five. Add two to the psyker's strength and toughness until your next psychic phase. Um, I believe that if you were to take this, that would mean that your um, that like any assault marine is would be strength six. The psyker, a uh, librarian with the staff. What do they normally have? Uh, they normally have a crozius, right? That counts as either a maul or a staff. Uh, so the staff is plus two strength, so you could go right. up to strength eight. Yep. You're talking about strength six, toughness six, or strength eight, toughness six. Um, maybe with... Four attacks on the charge. You know, yeah, which is just not very good compared to a smash captain. Because he's yeah, got no invul save, too. Yeah. No, it's it's just... If it, if I could do this for, like, for like uh, Mephiston, you know... It's a different story. <laughs> or yeah. Like, why well, yeah, obviously. But the like, if <laughs> if like Imperial Fist had some sort of like buffed up melee psyker, which you occasionally do, I could see it. But like, uh, why? Why? And the last one, because we all love shenanigans involving uh, table manipula manipulation, Chasm on Warp Charge Six. Select one enemy unit that cannot fly and is within 18-inch range and visible to the Psyker. Roll 2d6. If the result is lowest is, is less than the lowest move characteristic, it takes a mortal wound. If it is equal to the lowest move characteristic, it takes d3. If it's greater, it is flat three mortal wounds. So your dog came back, would 
probably come back on like next to dead. Uh, I mean, again, it's another really good anti-character yeah. psychic power. Yep. I could see Rack and Ruin and this power being a combination that can easily do six mortal wounds to a character yeah, that's not bad at all. in one turn. Or- can just blow away a smash captain if he happens to stand on a terrain feature. Uh, cannot, uh, cannot fly. Oh, yes, and not also, like, you have to roll two d six dice, oh, and it has to be, um, you know, in the move correct. You would ideally want it to be at least matching it. It would work. Damn, it doesn't even work on either of the, either of the primarchs either. Why not? Or wait, well, because the Mortarion has oh, fly. Oh fuck! It? I thought you were talking about Big Daddy G. You no. could use it on him, but he does have a move mm. of eight, so mm. not mm-hmm. super Fair easy. More on I, something like a uh, like Aramon. Oh yeah, that would probably work. This, if he or doesn't, Primaris, or like any Primaris character, really. Yeah, they all have like yeah. No, five. this is this is a useful power. I like this chart. Fortify is ridiculous. D three wounds for four a warp chart of four is like oof, uber cheap. Yeah. Pretty much automatically going off, just heal deep yeah, wounds on the character. Tectonic Purge is not bad for Warp Charge Six. Rack and Ruins not bad for Warp Charge Six. You know what I realized? The relic for the Librarian for the reroll power is kind of useless because they don't have anything that's like Warp Charge Eight that's mega destructive, but like it's Warp Charge Eight. Everything. Yeah. No, but you're what it is is it really guarantee if you do fail on like a six roll, which is like a forty something percent chance. Um, you have a you have really good odds of getting that really important psychic power if your character is like on his. Yeah, last I guess life. that fortify if that one time you're rolling double double ones, you're like, aha! This is why I take this fucking relic. Yeah. <laughs> or, or honestly, if you like really can't afford to have your, if you do pick a psyker as your non warlord warlord trait, you could have your psyker standing there with fortify and aspect of. You said Warlord trade. It's a relic that we're what? talking about, the Bones of Orsar. But still, the oh, point okay. remains, yeah. Um, yeah, you take a Psyker with Fortify and Aspect of Stone and the, whatever they call it, the the Staff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a beefy son of a bitch. Yeah, but do you really need to re-roll Psychic yeah, Test on Warp your Warp Charge 4 And Warp Charge 5 Do you want to fail it? Because even if you roll double ones, if you just command yeah. point it, you need a three plus. Yeah, it's on that well, at the same core. time you've already spent that one CP. That's a, you. Well, I just want to point out that uh, you know what the if you if you do you are in that situation, you know your odds of failing it are still thirty three percent. Yeah, well, I would rather uh, not spend the uh, the CP initially yeah, and then not end up needing it. I'd rather spend the CP mm. if I end up needing it. Because space planes need, need all than... the CP they can get. Yeah, but you might need it more than once. In which well, case, if you're I'm failing my warp charge four psychic power multiple times <laughs> again, probably not. The, you deserve to lose at that point. <laughs> well, think about it. Just remember, you're talking about warp charge four base. You're not talking about the dozens of modifiers there are in this game to mm-hmm. difficulty. Oh, I mean, there's Kalexis assassins that. Yeah. With this power, it's very easy to stay outside of that range. Right. I... 
I guess I'm. I guess I'm used to. Uh, I'm used to different games with very, very heavy punishment for failing psychic powers. Um, I think you just you need can, new dice if you're failing all these warp charge fours. Listen, man, you have not. You have not seen. I have you know, not. <laughs> you, you must be one of those people whose dice are consistent. You know, in, in complete, uh, in, in complete opposite to literally everyone else in 40k. Um, <clears throat> that's. Uh, that's about it as far as the uh, Imperial Fist stuff that we have in front of us. I have to say that it's pretty good all around. And the other thing is it's not like – you know we all assume that it was going to be straight just heavy weapons, which it is primarily. But there is a little I bit of stuff Iron in Hands there to better. let you run like an assault-heavy Imperial Fist army if you wanted to. I think the, this army counts as Iron Hands. Mm. I think Iron Hands is better against everyone else, but Imperial Fist will beat Iron Hands. Which yeah, is an interesting little uh, hmm, relationship there between these supplements. I, I think Imperial Fist is eminently playable. And while they it may be, even if, if they may not be 100% as good as Iron Hands, um, they probably are like at a 90, 90, 95% as good. Yeah. I mean, probably my favorite part about this is double assault okay. cannon uh, razorbacks. But now all of a sudden have an Avenger on their back. Oh my. I mean, not only are they, <clears throat> it's not only an Avenger Gatling cannon, it's, uh, <clears throat> you're talking about any bolt weapon becomes Tesla weapons. Yeah, I mean, your anti-horde now doubles as anti-infantry or anti-tank, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you that's can pretty good, bring actually. one gun and have it fill every single role that you need in an army. Uh, you know, they, uh, Imperial Fists make a really good argument but for I see having heavy vultures in their list, and they're about the only army that does. Yep. I really want to see uh, tarantulas with the, or not tarantulas, uh, the rapiers with the quad heavy bolters now. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. 12 shots, strength 5, minus 2, 2 damage. Yeah. For like 80 points. Yeah, dude. And uh, <clears throat> and that that uh, bonus hit on sixes. Yep. As long as you can get it, you know, it, it, as long as you can get them like a really high reroll number, like literally reroll all failed misses, um, you're talking about generating a lot of extra hits, like a lot. Yeah, hey, there's a chapter oh master who God. does that. <laughs> yep, that's like 300 heavy bolter shots per turn you could probably make. <laughs> Just power <laughs> levels of strength five shooting. Yeah, you've you've. You've just made uh, pulse rifles completely irrelevant in 40k. Like they they were they were not great already. Now that you can take more heavy bolters with more shots than they can take with pulse rifles, even with the uh, no no the you can't squad absolutely not. Tau yeah, can't have nice brutal. things. Can I have two damage pulse rifles next? No, you can't. <laughs> that is enough. Um, Riptides are nice things. That's it. That's yeah, all we oh do. Oh my god, I hate shield drones. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get See, shield drones. Exactly you my point. <laughs> I play uh, Tau and I hate shield drones. 
All right, moving on from Imperial Fists. Uh, we are not going to expound on the needs and wants of Tau players because fuck them. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. We just have a, a whole... Short, since when am I subtle? Um, yeah, it's like a sledgehammer. Finally, uh, you know, that's how I roll. Um, you're not letting me get... You keep cutting me off right as I'm trying to get a sentence in. The combat doctrine for the Salamander Space Reading chapter is the Promethean Cult which sounds like something from a really bad adventure game. Um, while the tactical doctrine is active, when resolving an attack made by a flame or melt a weapon by a model with this ability, add one to the wound roll. Um, Mediocre. So guard don't like this at all. <sighs> I don't like this. There's Nothing in my army likes this. Let me put it that way. Um, it means that people my bring Maltas now. Right, it 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 means that toughness eight is no protection against melta weapons, um, and flamers, which normally wound things on like fours or threes, are now wounding them on or like on fives in some cases. You're wounding on fours, threes, or in the case of guardsmen by a regular flamer, twos. Seems like every single supplement just has an amazing use for assault centurions. <laughs> I was just, I, I actually, honestly, was thinking that I'm like. Has there been a bad chapter for Assault Centurions yet? Uh, not really, because I think I Ultramarines think are the them. worst one, but they have the uh, the stratagem for pretty much supporting fire, so your Centurions just get to throw a billion yeah. dice in Overwatch for anyone else. So yeah. I wanted to remind me, what is the um, chapter tactics for Salamanders? Uh, so they get... Master artisans, so they oh, get a reroll, a hit, and a right. wound, and then they also ignore AP minus one. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, that's pretty good. And then now this plus one to wound from Melta and Flame during the Temple. That's that's a good combo all around. Yeah, I mean, Master Artisans is absolutely insane. It is the best successor tactic by far. Yeah, and Iron Hands. I mean, I'm sorry. And and the, it really boosts up your MSU count. You want to bring up as Yeah, you want to yep. take as much MSU as possible with that. Like a, a single TAC Marine squad with a Melta gun. Now that Melta gun rerolls hits and wounds and is oh plus one to wound in the tactical doctrine. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry, that, that was an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does make regular melta weapons viable against heavy vehicles now. It's kind of I mean, it also makes heavy, I mean, freaking flamers and heavy flamers just, like, roast anything under the sun. Ugh. Oh, this this is terrible for horde armies. Salamanders already were, like, a very good anti-horde. They're the de facto I mean, anti-horde like, now. even, like, drop, like, a specialist unit with a ton of flamers with a plus one to wound and just, like, target Eldar Flyers because you auto-hit and just be like, ha 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 ha. Someone needs to bring a Land Raider Redeemer. I wound on five. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Oh god, are you wounding Elder Flyers on threes with that? Yes. <laughs> oh, Christ. That's, gee, that's honestly genius. I mean, I'm also just... Just I'm just that picturing the image of like a giant flamer yeah. going shooting something that's supersonic in the air and somehow setting it on fire. <laughs> That's how I. That's honestly one of the things that's always bothered me about Eight Edition is how easy like things on the ground can interact with aircraft. Well, why can the aircraft interact with the things on the ground with uh, move blocking? 
Because the thing in the air normally has a much bigger gun. No, but uh, the fact that you just can't move through the base of a... Uh, you can't stop uh, on the base and can't get within I've an said, inch of I've them, always said but... that that's stupid. I've literally always said that that's a dumb rule. Yep. Um, we only have one of the psychic powers, unfortunately, uh, called the Fire Shield. Warp charge value of six. If manifested, select one Salamander unit, vehicle, or infantry, or anything else within 18 of the Psyker. Until the start of your next Psychic phase, subtract one from the hit roll of any ranged weapon against the unit, and then subtract one from a charge roll. That's not bad, uh, especially for Warp Charge 6. Very good. Uh, you know, once again, just stick it on Centurions. This is just... Codex Assault Centurions with all their different flavors. It's the so, rainbow so of assault. What color centurions. are you going to paint them? I'm curious. Yeah. And, and walk you know, up to the table. What color are your assault centurions? <laughs> oh my god. It's like, how many did you bring? Eight or more? Yes. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got to look at one of the relics called the Drake Smiter. Uh, it is a melee weapon. looks like the equivalent of a Thunder Hammer. Uh, doubles your strength, AP minus 4, and straight 3 damage. You subtract 1 from the hit roll, but on an unmodified wound roll of 6, oh my you God. add 3 to the damage. That is nasty if you can get a couple 6s. That's... I mean, it's, it's worth it just for the upgrade from D3 to 3. It's a thunder hammer. It'd be three I mean, anyway. Well, so it's still a thunder hammer. Um, it's a relic that costs forty points. Yeah, I would rather have like the other the the iron fist. I mean, the crimson fist power fist. Yeah, I mean, all you get out of this is an extra AP and wound rolls of six. I mean, if are double yeah. damage, which you're, unless you roll sixes all the time, it's a. Uh, Oh, but if it happens, you'll remember it. (laughs) It's like, and this one time I rolled three sixes, (laughs) and all of a sudden his knight died. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, speaking of rolling the number of hits, here's probably the best part of new salamanders: flamecraft stratagem for two command points. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a salamander's unit from your army is chosen uh, is chosen to shoot until the end of that phase. When a model in that unit shoot, uh, uses a flame weapon, do not roll. You instead make Ew. a maximum number of attacks. Yeah. Oof. Oof. So, yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Yep. So no, I'm thinking about, like, um, so the Invictus Warsuit, it's Flamer's 2d6, so you can do 12 shots with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's worth two CP. Wait, 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 wait. Let's like, go back it, to it's totally worth two CP when you consider <laughs> the fact that it's going to be uh, plus. That's going to be a strength five heavy, basically a heavy flamers twelve shots plus one to wound with the in the tactical doctrine in the tactical doctrine. And it's probably uh, it's probably a minus two AP. Well, it's either minus one or. Yeah, I would. It's either I'll take minus, the minus two one with or plus one minus to wound, one with just plus be like, one to wound. Oh wow, is that? Are you wounding? Yeah. Um, like a a flyer on a three plus or four plus? Four plus. That's pretty good. Dang. 
Oh my. A four, yeah. Winning nine. Well, it's only one damage. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking more like yeah. the harder to th hit things that you can auto hit and now have like 12 shots and just delete something. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about a character that was revealed several weeks ago called uh, Adrax Agatone, or I don't know what are the other pronunciations for that, Atagony. Uh, I'm going with Agatone. Um, Agatone. Agatone. <laughs> He's Italian, uh, apparently. Hey, Tony! Who knew? No, never mind. Um, if you're playing Salamanders, uh, you, you got to eat Frosted Flakes. Thank you for that. Um, so he comes with two relic weapons. The first one is Dracus, uh, which looks like... Looks like a special flamer. Yeah. Um, well, except it's 12-inch range, not 8. Hmm. Yeah, it might be minus 1. I mean, since yeah, since Tony's Italian, he needs that gun to make all the pizzas. That is true. Oh he brings his oven with yes, him. he does. Uh, next up is the Malayus Noctum, which if you're, if, if your fake Latin is any good, I think it's called the Night Hammer. It means the Night uh, Hammer. It's exactly what that means. Uh, Big Bonkin Hammer is the scientific yeah. term. It's the only special thing about it is that is it is it is increased damage, uh, but it does still have the minus one to uh, for its wielder to hit. So that sucks. Yeah, it's a four damage thunder hammer. That's pretty good. So not bad. What's his points? Do we know? Not yet. Damn it, Tony. He's probably around a hundred and forty. I'd say. Not not a hundred. He also gives plus one to wound. Oh. In a six inch bubble in melee. Yes. And he reduces damage oh, by wow. one. Oh, wow. He's kind of a buff dude. Yeah, he's a beat stick. Yeah. Tony, I take back everything bad I said about Sign you. <laughs> Please don't kill me. And he has uh, one, another unique piece of war gear called the Drake Hide Cloak. Uh, when resolving an attack against the Mulatto, reserve, uh, sorry, reduce the damage characteristic of the weapon by one to a minimum of one for that attack. Uh, if you can find a way to get this guy into close combat, it's um, he's mean. But like, yeah, I feel like that's the big problem with salamanders is they want to be in your face, but they don't have a great way to do it. Yeah, especially for Primaris models. I guess you can give him the new Chevy Impala. I mean, the what whatever they're calling the Primaris transport. Chevy Impala. Yeah, Chevy Impala. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> the, the new. Yeah, but like that's just or you, uh, just so many points. But I guess uh, it's seventy five points if you can transport him and some close combat baddies with him. It's probably worth it. Yeah, I mean him and a a five man unit of intercessors or something just sitting in there. Can assault insurance go into that transport? No, and it can't carry uh, aggressors either. It can only carry that's normal so primaris. Dumb. It should be able to – I explained – okay, fine. I'm going to let it go, but I just <laughs> don't understand why they can only transport, like, X of Primaris models and they can't transport Centurions and they can't transport regular Space Marines. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just, like, I absolutely think it should have been able to carry Gravis armor. It could only yeah. carry three of them. So, like, three aggressors. Which would Three be aggressors and this dude amazing. would just wreck face. Be a great delivery method for those aggressors, but 
I guess yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. That is unfortunately all we've got out of the Salamanders. Uh, the last thing we wanted to do tonight was talk about the upcoming Frontline Gaming SoCal Open. Uh, gone from, you know, one of the medium-sized events on the calendar to easily one of the largest and kind of the successor to the old Bay Area Open as far as the ITC calendar goes. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the mission packet. Uh, ben, I know, is going. Uh, Schwartz, I think you're going, aren't you? No, I'm uh, rowing at Head oh. of the American. I have uh, three races yeah, that so day. Yeah, this will be my gonna... second time going to the event. Uh, last year was actually when I started playing Space Marines. Nice. And then have been playing them competitively for the last year. Oh. The list I brought last year had 14 nice. characters in it, which was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I went four and two with that. Uh, how did you do? Out of you, I had a six assassins and Gilliman oh, wow. and Not a bad. bunch of smash captains and librarians. It was before the assassin index, though, but they were still pretty funny. Uh, that would do it. That would do it. I think at one point I took a mass assassins list to SoCal Open, although I don't remember when, and actually did meet you know minorly well. Assassin Horde is always fun. Let's see. Oh, it it. So I did it back when uh, before the rule of three came in, and I would run eight of them, which is just it's so wrong. It, it's it's literally like having a horde of of uh you know delete unit devices running around, and there's eight of them, and you can't hide anywhere. And they yeah, I mean, you. my favorite thing to do with uh that I did last year was Calexus assassins combined with the. Uh, Dark Angels and Space Wolf psychic powers to make people minus one to hit. So you would cast that power on an enemy unit, and then you would charge in your Calexus Assassin. So they count as weapon skill six plus hitting the Calexus Assassin, subtracting one from the hit roll. So they're actually not able to hit him. Jesus. And he can just run around harassing those units all game long, as long as you keep getting that power off and they can never touch him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So, uh, as you're going, let's, uh, where is the, shall we just go scenario by scenario, guys? Yeah, so they're they're just the standard uh, ITC sure. missions. Mm-hmm. With, there's one uh, house rule, you can pull it Please up here, do. so it's called, if it fits, it sits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Everyone in forty everyone in forty K is a cat person apparently. I do like the name of that. So the wording is uh, vehicles with the fly keyword may only be placed on a level above the ground floor of a ruin if the entire base fits. Meaning the entire base with no part of it off the ruin can be legally placed. Uh, and if you don't measure distance to the base but use the hull, the entire hull of the vehicle has to fit instead. So no more perching three doomsday arcs on top of a fence. Or three repulsors on top of a antenna. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I. This Sometimes is why I don't those images are hilarious. Fly because if they have tracks and they fit, they just get to go there. I mean, you don't bring vehicles with fly because you play IG. Let's <laughs> That's be real. True. Hey, uh, you know, the last time I was good at this game, I did bring vendettas. Oh, vendettas. I wish they would bring those back. Anyway, enough pirates. Hey, they're still a thing. They just hit on, you know, fives all the time 
That's not a, it's thing. Not a thing at all. Um, all right. So the first one is uh, old school seize ground, which I'm sure everybody knows. It's what one objective in each end, and then the th- uh, spread of three in the center. Yeah. So it's six objectives total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread of two in the center. Yes. So it's it it's old school. Um, uh, what was what was it back? You know, way way back when. Uh, I think it was called the Emperor's Will. Cool. At one point. Something like that. So uh, it, yeah, if you let's talk a little bit. I, I saw someone else do this, and I think it's kind of interesting. We were talking a little bit about what the um, what the various builds were, or at least what units were kind of being leaned towards. If you're running into somebody with centurions, what uh, what second, and you have the firepower to do it, are you automatically going? Um, what uh, what's the what's the secondary here? Gangbusters. Gangbusters, yeah. Like automatically, despite how much it'll probably cost you to kill them. So if it's a unit of six, if there's at least six Centurions, you can max Gangbusters by killing all of them. Mm-hmm. And generally, if there's Centurions on the table, you're going to have to kill them to win the game. Right. So really, you need to take that secondary because either you're going to kill them and max it, and you'll probably win the game anyways, or you won't kill them, and you won't win the game. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So it pretty much forces you into taking that unless you have uh, some other good options. Mm-hmm. Like I know my list, uh, I take recon almost every single game just because I've got stuff all over the board. Recon has always been one of my favorites just because of how much deep strike I tend to bring and uh, the fact that Death Riders can outflank. Um, yep. What about uh, some of the character hunting rules? Would those? Would you? Uh, I I think those would probably be fairly relevant against uh, most Space Marine chapters. Yeah. So it kind of depends on what characters they have. Yeah. If they have like I'd say four aggressive characters that you know that are going to be coming to you, you can probably kill them and max out on Headhunter. Uh, if they have a knight character, always take Kingslayer on that because you do 16 wounds to it and you max that out. Uh, some of these new Primaris characters that have six wounds, uh, if your opponent makes them the Warlord, you can actually max Kingslayer on them as well if you kill it because you get one point for every two wounds and an additional point if you kill the model. The eternal, uh, the eternal contest between Headhunter and Kingslayer. Yep. You know, I, I have to. I, I, I'm just thinking to myself, if I were going up against uh, specifically, you know, like Imperial Fists, I don't have a whole lot of answers as far as secondaries go. You know, I like. Yeah, as a guard player, you're not going to get to their characters. No. I, like, I, I would have to drop all of. I would have to drop so much drop plasma on these guys, um, which even at a supercharge, I think I'm only knocking them down to about a four up. And then you've got a five up invul behind them, plus probably like a a six up feel no pain. And they can't be wounded on better than a four, Mm. which is just fucking gross. If you think about the number of dice you lose at each level of that, fuck. And then say he reduces... uh... Or he halves all damage, and now your overcharged plasma might as well not be overcharged. Yeah, it's true. 
And then even if and even if you do get through, um, if it's Iron Hands, you don't really affect their viability until they're almost dead anyway. Man, I'm really glad I play Imperial. I only play one faction in 40k. <laughs> Put a Castle in back in no. there. No. Return of the Castle. No. Now that the Invul save on all the Iron Hands tanks is gone, I'm going to bust out mine again. You know, it's... Back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> They were only gone for a few weeks, and then everyone fled to their refuge to save us from the oh evil my God. Of Iron Hands. <laughs> like that—that's what it took—is having to kill vehicles without natural invul saves again. Ah, just bring back the Castellan. Fuck it. <laughs> like that's—that's that's how far. Don't you guys love the evolution of the meta? Haven't haven't we gone a long way? We have. We've gone full circle, in fact. That's yeah. We we have officially come back around. Uh, What's that Avengers quote? Despite all your failings, exactly, yeah, here you yeah. are, back to me. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you could not live with your own failure. Oh my god! So we brought back <laughs> the castle. And... I'm just picturing a Thanos knight <laughs> telling that to me. Uh, look, look uh, Endgame Thanos 100% was an Imperial fist. <laughs> I'm going to go buy a Thanos action figure and put his head on my castle. <laughs> I, I, I just want to paint. No, you just take like, you just get like a, a Tor Chonkadon character and you put a, like a, a sergeant's head on him and you paint it purple. Beautiful. <laughs> and then you do like the, cause, cause honestly, Perfect. Like, if you, if you painted his hands purple, they would look like gloves anyway. Well, he has his one, uh, the big power fist could be the infinity gauntlet. Yes. Oh man, I yes. love when we get sidetracked like this. Here we were talking about the mission packet, and we've already moved on to Thanos from Endgame. <laughs> Night um, Thanos. Night Thanos. Sorry. Yeah. He snaps his fingers and kills half of all the repulsors in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yep. There, we've officially gone all the way off the rails. Um, <laughs> next up, Nexus Control. Oh, no, I skipped one. What happened to number two? Who cares? Wow, they deleted number two from their list. Yeah, that is fair. Um, let's talk. I've got it right It's here. cut to the heart. It's cut to the heart. Oh, God. Three objectives. There's one right in the yeah. middle. One are... Each player places another one. Yep. Olds, um, I always have a problem with this one because it always, I always end up throwing my entire army in a bubble right around it and then just trying to hold it until turn five, and that just never works for me. Like, the only yeah, way... Yeah, I like this one because it really uh, incentivizes you to go take the middle of the table yeah. so that you can get hold more. This, this is where that, um, that, and I hate to say it, but the Centurion Death Star is going to love this mission. Oh yeah. Yep. You're you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna keep dropping, you know, whichever particular buff your faction had your your flavor of Space Marine has to give you either I can only be wounded on a fora. Here's my minus one to hit and my plus one to save. Here's my six up feel no pain. Hi, these are my centurions. You're gonna kill one of their per turn and you'll never charge me because if you do, you're charging into this many flamers. Have fun. Yeah, Bulgrins love this mission as well. Okay, that's fair. But they also so might sit in the middle of the table. And Did you just say, say Bulgrins? They might be the only thing. 
Oh yeah, Bulgrins. Yeah, he said Bulgrins. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Bulgrins are, are awesome. Bulgrins might be the only. <clears throat> that might be the only unit that could survive that charging into a block of centurions. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know, Schwartz. What are you working on, and what what's your strat for this? Uh, for number three, I mean, from objective two. For for Nexus uh, control. Wait for Nexus control. Or sorry, cut to, cut to the heart. Cut to the heart. I cut. I, I beat um, you to it. Honestly. The armies I tend to run are pretty freaking shooty, so I just gamble on. I I very much do a counter attack. Um, just you're just hoping that you can get a unit of execute of uh, eliminators there, and then they can just hunker down and well, not, not die. a unit of eliminators, but I don't know, move a unit, a ten man unit of interceptors to grab the objective mid midfield, but like round two or three, because uh, I don't have the staying power, and I'm going to screen out with uh, scouts and infiltrators. Actually, that's honestly that's what I do. I use sacrificial scout squad to grab that middle objective, even into the deployment phase, and just like <laughs> hold on for dear life and just pound away at a distance, and then in the meantime, move a ten man unit of intercessors to grab them, and then yeah, there's definitely a benefit to going. Oh, second absolutely, in this because mission. realistically, oh yeah, because you the last turn you just dump everything into the squad holding the objective. And then you either go for the contest or the yeah. Grab. The trick is patience. Well, yeah. Every every one of your turns, you just chuck some useless unit on the objective and shoot your opponent off of it, and you'll exactly. get more yep. every single yeah. turn. This is where scouts shine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is where scouts. That's why I. This is why I hate scouts. What? What's wrong with my 50, 50 point, 55 point unit that can deploy instantly and anywhere I need them to? What What? What could be wrong? Because I have the same thing. Well, you know, Space Marines are just better than Imperial Guard, I guess. Yeah, well, yours doesn't have quad <laughs> plasma. Grimy a fucking river. I'll deal with it. I wasn't crying. I, I wasn't crying. I was threatening. Um, What's yours is mine, baby. Scenario number four. This is my favorite one. Yeah? I like this one a lot. Uh, elaborate. Why is it your favorite one? I hate Good this sir. one. So there's one objective in the middle, yeah. which I always love. Just incentivize taking that middle. And then each player places two objectives. One of them has to be in your opponent's deployment zone. Yeah. And if you hold both of the ones that you placed, you get the bonus point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really great for an aggressive army like mine, where I can usually get the bonus point on turn one. There you go. And then continue getting it for every single turn of the what game. What you're really saying is it's really good for armies that have access to magic box to ITC boxes. Or just ones that deploy six centurions nine inches away from the objective that they placed, that's... and then go get it on turn one. Okay, that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I this mission sucks for guard players. Like, yeah, it, it requires you bring throwaway <laughs> units that all they do is that you know just they pull strength away from your main line, and that don't have any of support when you slowly advance up the board. Like it means, and it also means that you have to drag your Bulgarian unit off to grab an objective once in a while instead of doing what they're supposed to do, which is run into somebody's face and hit them with big pieces of metal. Yeah, I mean, when you only have one objective in your castle zone, it's not very good for guard. No, you you really have to do kind of like this weird. It's it's basically a shuffle 
where you kind of slide your whole army around towards the objective your opponent places because you know it's going to be as far away from you as possible. And during, while you're kind of doing that and trying to maintain the, the castle is when you get cut apart. You know, that's when somebody in the middle gets tri, gets uh, tri-cornered and that unit can't get away now. And then it's like, oh, hey, now everyone get in your unit, your army gets charged. Sounds like my game plan against guard. <laughs> <laughs> Try to I, someone and charge everyone else. Because I've been on the other end of this oh before. God. I'm also uh, I'm also trying to uh, I'm also trying to make up for my complete stupidity earlier about the uh, deployment. I remember that one time when Vince. That was recently. Remember what? that one time when Shorts was a chick? Oh, that's like every other day. Yeah, you need to be more specific. No, dude, you're. You're by far the nicest guy on this Aww, podcast. Oh, thanks. That's because you're too upper class to insult people to their face. You're doing it when we're not here. <laughs> no, no. My mother taught me well. If you don't have anything nice to say to a person, don't say anything at all. No, that's wrong. If you don't have anything, no, your, your way of doing it is save it for the next wine meeting. <laughs> save, save it for the next wine, uh, wine train trip to Nashville. Oh, I love those. And then say it's the it wine talking, not say, him. Say it passive aggressively over Zinfandel. Yes, well, it, it is. That's why I'm members of three <laughs> wine clubs, so I can talk about it at three different wine clubs. If you have the balls to talk about 40K at a, at a, a wine tasting club, I think I want to party with you. Yeah, please do. Next man up, Precious Cargo. Uh, oh, hey, is this the one with the corner deployment? Just kidding. Priority objective is the domain of people like me because we just go, hey, that's the closest one. Priority objective. Yeah, no, I mean, just hold on to it for dear life. Yeah, I mean, as long as you get Dawn of War or Hammer and Anvil, Guard loves this yeah, one. You, yeah, seriously. You, I could make Vanguard work with this, honestly. Well, Vanguard, you still have to go into the middle of the table to get hold more. Or at least deny your opponent from getting it. Yeah, but I... You could if I was if I was playing Vanguard on this, this is gonna sound weird. I'd actually divide it up and I'd have two really big chunks of army staring down both of the middle objectives. And anyone that tries to in any if you try to surround you know one of my groups, then I'm just you're running away from the other half of yeah. my army. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like you spend half the game killing a thousand points, in the meantime, I'm just camping on the two objectives on one side, and then you have to run all the way back. You know, it, it kind of just turns into a damned... I'm trying to force you into a bad choice and probably splitting the army unevenly, you know? Like, one side will be real heavy infantry, the other side will be real heavy tanks. The tanks, you just have to sit there beating on them for four turns, and the infantry are just standing there not failing morale tests because I have a commissar behind them going, bang, stay where you are. He's killing yeah. as many as the enemy, but they're very brave. Yeah, but <laughs> I got plenty. Got guards under spare. And then, and then I'm... You know, and then I'm dropping scions on your objectives while you're off chasing mine. So this, I feel like Precious Cargo really does, is one of the ones that rewards a balanced list more than anything else. Like being able to hold a certain objective, chase on another one, and deny one. You kind of like, yeah. you feel what I'm saying on that? Yeah, and if you get a uh, Dawn of War or Hammer and Anvil, it's very hard to actually get hold more. Because the objectives are all just mm -hmm. stuck in the deployment zones. And if there's nothing in the middle and of the table. People don't leave. Yeah, people don't leave their DZs and they just sit there throwing rocks at each other. Oh, you're sorry. I was going to say. Maybe rocks. 
<laughs> it rocks. It's a good game. It, it, you know, it's a really tactical game of 40k when all you're doing is just trading buckets of dice. <laughs> that's, it's like that's the that's the tactical. That, that's your level of tactics. Is who am I going to throw this bucket of 50 bolter shots at this turn? Who am I going to throw this bucket of 150 las guns at? Who gets the thunderfire cannon? Who gets the battle cannon? That's the height of 40k tactics. Target priority right there. Exactly. Yeah, target priority. Uh, which matches the priority objective part of the mission. It's amazing how that works Look out. Look at that. Last one, Crucible of Champions, better known as uh, get characters on as many of these as possible. Hero so, Hammer. Space Marine, yeah, yes. Space Marine players, you love this mission. Everybody else, fuck your life. Night players love this mission too. I say. I mean, they don't have that many characters though. I mean, they've usually got two company commanders. Probably two oh, character knights. Yeah, I was gonna say, and uh, a couple knights. You know, <laughs> um, just just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, also uh, the other the other problem that this list is that you know if you're running knights, there's a chance you run into the chaos uh, the chaos demons player or chaos marines, and they just sit three you know fibers. They sit the ner- um, the plague bearers in like a line right around those objectives and they go, you're not getting through here ever. Yeah. I mean, the hard part about the chaos list is they don't like to go wide with their characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where this mission forces you to do that. If you want the bonus point, the Knights absolutely want to go oh, wide. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. can do it easily. The uh, chaos and even space Marines, they have to spread out more than they usually want to. Yeah. Uh, like if I'm on this mission, I have to pick one character who's, Pretty much just going to be left behind to get bonus points. Well, that, I, I think probably that's what a librarian is for. Yeah. Because if you if you look at the dimensions of the objectives, it's really easy to stand six inches off one of the back objectives and still have casting range to you know the tail end of a unit that's yeah uh, that you're about to throw forward into the meat grinder. Yep. For me, I'm just going to drop like a platoon commander or a, a you know priest or uh, not a priest um master of ordinance would go pretty well there or a tank commander even tank commander would do would do really well specifically because i play weird shit a death core squadron <laughs> uh squadron commander actually is great for missions like this um i guarantee neither of you have ever seen one before but it's a horse guy yes yep i've got 20 death core horses <laughs> there you go man after my own heart i that's what i put my i always run death core squadron commanders specifically for the ability to run them around behind my death uh mm. my death core and just grab objectives yeah because i can you know i can it's it's what it's basically an 18 inch move and then order anybody within you know i i i uh jump the orders back and forth and keep moving them further yeah i like uh giving him a power fist and then ordering himself with the order that he gets to fight when he dies, and then you charge him into something that's going to kill him, and then he swings go, and then dies and then swings again with a power. I fit. go demolition. Uh, I go demolition charge and hunting lance. <laughs> um, the demo charge is hilarious for surprising units to try to deep strike. Yeah, and they just get hit in the face by like a handful of battle cannon shots, and then I charge him with like five hunting lances, which is uh, hunting lance attacks, which is always fun. But, I mean, it would work equally as well if you had, you know, two units of Devastators with, like, a Lieutenant mm-hmm. or a Captain next to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we all play Imperial here, so none of us know anything about playing Xenos. Just kidding. This is where you there put you uh, your Pathfinders with the Farsight Marksman. Right? 
Ben, you're the towel player here. Am I about correct on that estimation? Yeah, I mean, I I play super aggro Tau, so it'd be okay. probably the, uh, the Blackstone Fortress Kroot guy sitting on one objective, and then uh-huh. the Fireside Marksman on another, and then the uh, the castle moves up to the middle and sits there. Plus, you throw your cold, your um, the the fl- the the real the cold star commanders at the two far objectives. Once kind of the game starts to whittle down, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can just buzz around and shoot melters at people. Or the ion. I always like the cyclic ion blaster build, but melters would work. Or well, the ATC missile rocket missile build was cool. Yeah, the cold star actually can't take the uh, cyclic ion. Oh, really? No, that's the uh, the one weapon that he can't oh, take. Oh, well, <laughs> you can tell him. I don't want to break it to him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's already having a hard enough time. I guess we'll have to break his heart just a little bit more. So we hope we have given you all a little insight on how we would approach each of these missions with our various lists and maybe, just maybe, if they do come in handy uh, while you're playing at the SoCal Open, which we will continue to talk about next week, I think. Um Please do consider passing along our glorious information and podcast to your friends. Schwartz and Ben, thank you very much for joining me. Good night, everyone. Yep, thanks for having me. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.